Introducing the all-new Romeo y Julieta Passione. The story of this cigar dates back almost a year, during a visit to the Flor de Coupon factory in Honduras. We witnessed the endless amount of passion and love the workers put into each and every cigar. This hand-rolled cigar uses a blend of Dominican and Honduran filler tobaccos, along with a rich and flavorful binder from the U.S. The wrapper is a zesty Ecuadorian Habano leaf that offers up notes of pepper, leather, nuts, and a dash of cocoa. Ignite your passion and pick up a box of the Romeo y Julieta Passion at jrcigars.com. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. That sounds good. That sounds promising. Sounds promising. Sounds promising. Yeah, are you there, you, you, Eric? You guys hear me now? There we go. There we go. Can you can you hear us? I can hear you, buddy. Oh! oh. Hey! Holy. Finally, dude. Oh my goodness! There he is. Uh, don't worry about even uh, the video. We got you on audio. That's all that matters. Wow, bro. Well, you, what a nightmare. Oh. I got a tech guy next to me, and he couldn't figure it out. Well, that's the problem with uh, Gen X. Gen X. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 Eric, let's bring you up to date real quick, and we'll let you comment on some of these. Um, we, we were talking about the, the different generations, and we brought up the greatest music group of all time. What would have been your answer to the greatest music group of all time? Wow. Um, uh, Led Zeppelin. Oh, see? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Who did you pick? I picked the Beatles. Of course you did. That's yeah, an easy escape. I mean, okay. Eric Eric you know. Ju- Eric Jr. picked uh, Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my son. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have to change his last name if he picked Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he said. Uh, what did you say? What was your pick? What was your pick? Eminem. I did. Ours was Eminem, Jay Z, Linkin Park. Uh, Green Day, you know, all those type of groups. You said group and band. That's why it's difficult. Correct, correct, correct. All right, Eric, yeah. uh, Sr., what, what's the funniest movie ever made? Wow, you, you won't remember this one. I, I think it was Porky's. Porky's? I think we had some people on Facebook say that. You and Coop. Yeah, Porky's. Porky's was made in Miami. And that scene, that... that uh, I mean, uh, the the penis scene that the the lady <laughs> what? that uh, she said it had a mold in it. You remember? Uh, it's been too long, man. <laughs> you don't remember that movie? Oh, that movie is hysterical. Jordan, you got you got you got to see that movie. Trust From me. the sound of it, uh, have, have you wait. have you watched it lately, Eric? Does it hold up? Is it still no. just as funny? Uh, it's still just as funny with with the howling sound. The guy hiding behind the curtains and it starts uh, howling like a wolf. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sold. Uh, oh, you just gotta see it. It's hysterical, and, and it was filmed in Miami, also in Miami. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Yes. I, I, this one, I knew what your answer was going to be. We we argued and we debated uh, calling versus texting. Oh, absolutely, calling. A million percent calling. Why? Why? Oh, well, you can't you can't text when you're driving, and if a person has the time to text you, 
I think he's got the time to pick up the damn phone. <laughs> you know, there's nothing more that irritates me is somebody that texts you and asks you a question, then you call them, and then they don't ask you. And you know they, they got the phone on them because they text you two seconds ago. <laughs> maybe, they're, maybe they're in a meeting or something. Yeah, they're doing uh, something busy. Back in a meeting, sorry. You know, but they don't. And then you call. So why'd you text me? If you can't pick up your phone, why'd you text me? Now, uh, now, um, on that one, both Jordan and your son said texting. Yeah, of course. Uh, the, uh, you know, the millennials. What do you expect? You know? <laughs> well, yeah. And then, uh, what do you expect from them? Exactly. And then, Eric, we went to, um, you, like, this one is like physical item versus streaming. Like, imagine, like, you know, back in the day, we would get a, an album or we'd get the actual movie on on DVD. We'd have the physical item, but now everything is just streaming. What are your thoughts on, like, having the physical item versus just streaming it? Listen, I've been trying to stream to get on Dojo Live for 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> you don't even ask me that question, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got a tech guy next to me trying to help me out. And he get on, so, you know, we still can't even get on. So, you know, <laughs> you know the answer to that one. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing like getting your your you know your old uh, eight track or your your you know your, your uh, DVD or I mean your CD and just put it in the car and listen to it. You know, uh, you know, I, I you know. Or even your DVD, you know, you want to watch a movie, you know, go ahead and put it on there. And by the way, I, I think that you can see it a lot clearer, you know, even DVDs than the streaming a movie and stuff like that. I'm old school. I, I you know, I don't mind changes, but, but, you know, um, you know, but, you know, I just enjoy just putting it in and watching it rather than trying to stream it. Well, you could just put them like up in the middle between us or something. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, how about this one, guys? I'll skip some of these other ones. Eric uh, Jr. and then I'll and then I'll go to your dad. Eric Jr., how do you get your news every day? How do you get your news? Uh, online, definitely online. Eric, so either yeah, you like you like uh, whatever you from, from social Facebook. media, Facebook, social media, Instagram. Go online. Eric, Eric Sr., how do you get your news? Does anybody really want to watch the news <laughs> nowadays? I, I, you know, I, on TV, I, I get the news on TV. So you do like the network, the network news? Or yeah, 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 on TV, you know. I don't do much of that right now, you know, with everything happening and stuff. But uh, if it was, to, if I wanted to hear something that happened, I'd watch it on TV. Yeah, I mean, you want to know if like a hurricane's coming or something, right? I mean, you want some news. Yeah, but those are lies too. Remember, we live in Florida. You know, everything's a hurricane. Everything's a hurricane. Sponsored by Home Depot and Publix. (laughs) Publix is our grocery store down here. You know, they want you to hurry up and go to the grocery store and buy it. Buy everything. And 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 put the shutters up and all that. They make a killing and they get a ton. You can actually. Eric Jr., I mean, you yeah. know, it's a thunderstorm, and, and, and they want you to run to the grocery stores and Home Depot. Running go buy. You can't, you can't buy a generator here during hurricane season to save your life. Yeah, it seems like a, a hurricane conspiracy, right? I thought yeah. hurricane season was over. Yeah. All right, uh, here's, here's one. Um, boxers, you got boxers briefs, boxer briefs, or commando? Eric Sr. Boxer brief. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah we, you know, at my age, we sag a little bit more. <laughs> 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 oh, 
my god, Eric Jr. Are you are you also boxing? I don't I, I, I don't have the sagging issue, but I like the tightness. So definitely <laughs> boxer briefs. I go boxers one. I'm a I'm a old school dude. Boxers all the way, Jordan. I I yeah. used to th- I was always a boxers guy, but then I, and I thought oh briefs those are those are too tight. No, it's actually they're amazing. Bo- boxers are the ones that are getting in the way. Mm. Yes, definitely. <laughs> the briefs are actually more freeing. Boxer briefs, baby. Wow, right. Who who would have thought? Hey, uh, Eric Jr., what do you think of uh, participation trophies? No, I never I never received one of those. No. I don't think uh, my dad would allow me to take it home. But 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 would you allow your kids to take one home? No, definitely not. They got you train them to. You got to do better next year. All right. Uh, what about what about you, Eric Senior? I, I I know what you're gonna say here. Well, what what's a participation trophy? There, there's no way you're gonna give a participation trophy. Either you won or you lost. That's it. Again. You know, giving a trophy. Hey, uh, my kid participated in a, in a tournament and came in 37th place. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are yeah, you proud of that? I would never. Ask my son. I would never allow him. Uh, no way. I think this is one that we probably all agree on. Too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. All right, here's a here's a, here's a fun one now that. Uh, oh jeez! Did he get disconnected? He's back. He's back. Uh, and I'm not even going to mention it. Had, it was in the cigar industry, and <laughs> so the we we had the popular vote, okay. and we lost with the three judges, and they gave me like a second place trophy, and I left it on the table. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, for, the, for the pig, the pig cookoff. We're cooking a pig. We won the popular vote. Yeah. I don't want that. You know. Oh, they're gonna find out that you left it. I said I could care, I could care less. I don't care. Let them take it. What was that? What was and that? It's not that I'm a sore loser. What was the contest? What's that? What was the contest? It's a pig roast cook-off. Uh, it was a pig roast competition. So, so they would hand you a a chip, and they had these like piggy banks, and everybody had a big a piggy bank, and you went and you tried all five of the roasted uh, uh, pigs. So whichever one you like the best, you drop your your wooden coin into the piggy bank. So we got, I mean, ours was loaded. It really was. It must have been 300 people there. We must have had over 200 or something. And so they called us the winner of the pig roast. It was us, right? So we went up there. They gave us a, a, a trophy. And then... And then all of a sudden they said, okay, and the winner of the judges, the, the judges' winner mm. is so-and-so. And then they give him this huge trophy. And mine was, I said, wait a minute. Uh, what are you talking about? You, you said we it won. It was a life-size said, oh, trophy. Oh, no, the judges is the one that's more important. I said, get the hell out of here. So I, the <laughs> I can tell that this one still is, it's, it, it eats at him every day. It, it, it does. <laughs> it really, really does, because we put a lot of time and energy into it. And, um, I mean, we use everything. I, listen, I got a guy to help me who's, uh, th- that's what he does for a living. You know, it wasn't coincidental. You know, look, I, if, if, I've told you this before. You find me somebody who likes to lose, and I'll show you a loser. I don't want to lose at nothing that I do in life. Nothing. You know, and, and I'm going to die trying. You know, so, you know, whatever it is, I'm going to try to seek the best guy or, or what have you. And then, you know, we, we won the popular vote. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it seems to me, Eric, that like that, that to me is the most important one because the other one was just like subjective by some guy. Three guys. Correct. Three out but, of but 250. should have been a lot bigger, right? Right. And it wasn't. 
Our trophy looked <laughs> like a our trophy looked like a participation trophy. <laughs> <laughs> we were peeling orange, uh, uh, <laughs> peeling garlic for five hours the day before. Oh my gosh! Well, hey, this kind of uh, segues into the next question. Do you prefer to dine in or just get Uber Eats? Dash. For wow. me, Uber um, Eats for sure. Uh, no, I, I'd rather Uber Eats. <laughs> there you go. Hey, really, Eric? You're an Uber Eats guy, really? Yeah, I mean, you know, I I don't, I'm not really like to go out to dinner that they take too long. It's it's too much of a hassle for, for me. You know, I like to, I I pay my check. I order my food and ask for the the, the check. Because I don't want to wait, you know. That dining experience for me is over with. You know, I cook good though. You know, I really do. I use good ingredients and I cook. And I, so, for me to go out and eat, unless I'm traveling, I, I normally go home and 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 try to do something. You know, one of my specialties or whatever. You know, so the, the dining experience for me, it's because you look back in the day, you're talking about millennials and and the X, Generation X. You know, we used to go and eat. You know, in our time, and then. You know, maybe go to a different part of the restaurant and enjoy a cigar with your dessert or a coffee or, a, a, you know, uh, or, or, or a little um, after dinner drink or what have you. That's all gone now, you know. Right. So you eat and then, you know, you, you have your dessert if you're going to have it and then it's over with, you know. The whole dining experience for me, it's, it's, it's over with. It's not what it used to be. What about you, Junior? You, uh, you prefer to go hang out with your buddies at the restaurant, or you just order Uber Eats and have it delivered? No, definitely here at my house with my TV, couch. We order the little tables that you set up right in front of the couch. Done deal. The only problem is a lot of the bread comes cold. But other than that, perfect. Now, I guess this is where I uh, diverge from both of you guys. I made... If I'm going to eat out, I want to, if I'm going to get food from a restaurant, I want to go to that restaurant. I want them to serve me. I want them to bring me my, my silverware and my water and my drink. And like each meal comes set, you know, like the, the salad and then it's the main course and dessert. Like I want to go through the whole, the whole rigmarole. I, I totally agree. I mean, the, the cost of Uber, Uber Eats or one of these services is so incredibly high. It's, I would much rather be there and I pay that same price to to the waiter and and get served and it's the whole experience you get to have nice conversation that you normally wouldn't have if you got Uber Eats you're just watching TV and right. you might as well not even done it in the first place. Another thing is though here in Miami for you to go to a uh, any restaurant they're so overpriced to get mediocre food. And that's another thing, you know, you drive far and then the food here in Miami, you have to travel to get out for it. So might as well just Uber Eats. That's that's one of my reasons, at least. Now you you guys you guys took us to an amazing seafood restaurant one day. Oh, you like that? Yeah, COD. You guys ate. Yep. Oh man, that was that was so it was so cool. It was like it was like in a funny little like uh, warehouse district or something. It didn't it didn't seem like there should be a restaurant there. But there was, and, and they had the fish oh, on the ice. It was amazing. It's only three little parking spots, too. That's my, that's my favorite spot. Oh, that, that was amazing. And I don't think that those guys probably deliver. The, the, no. sh- the shrimp that they served oh, us, no, no, but we each go- shrimp was this big. No, but we, <laughs> crazy. but we go and pick it up. You forgot to flip the fish, the fried fish upside down for the other part. Right. <laughs> 
There's two parts of the fish. I was too full by then. Hey, Eric, Eric, do you have somebody uh, talking right next to you or something? No, no, no I don't. Oh, okay. somebody's, somebody's in it. Tell Richie to shut up or whoever that is. No, no, no. I'm here by myself. All right. Um, let's see. The, here's the last, the last one. Then we can just talk about generations in sort of generalities after this. But Eric Senior, what was the what? What do you say would be the coolest car in high school if you wanted to like pull up and like pick up some chicks? Like, what was the car in high school that you would drive up to if you wanted to like be like the stud on campus? The Stingray Corvette. Mm. But what did you have actually? Corvette. What did you in reality? What did you have? I had a, a I had a, a Ford Mustang, but huh? it wasn't the old look. It was like when they changed the model, that it, it wasn't the you know it was an '82. That was my fir very first car, a uh, Ford uh, 1982 Mustang. It wasn't you know it, it was not a big deal. You know back in the day, the old models were beautiful. You know, oh yeah, '65. '60s, yeah, but '65, '66, '67. But this was an '82. You couldn't even pick up a fat chick with that car. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but if you could, you you'd say the uh, Corvette Stingray. That would be that would be the ultimate car, right? Yeah, you pull up with that. You know, you you know, <laughs> and she'll get in the car with you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I I guarantee. So so Eric Junior, two part question: What would be the ultimate car? But what car did you actually have? So I had the Chevy Colorado. The Chevy Colorado, it was the four-door. I loved it. I put speakers into it. I put the TV into it. I had uh, the HID lights bright up at night. I had a train horn. <laughs> I pressed a little button, boom, scare everybody. <laughs> People crossing the street. So, I got to tell you this cool story. The first time, the, the day I bought him that Chevy Colorado, okay, we're going to Nicaragua the next day. So he, oh, yeah. he uh, you know, he sleeps over my house. And um, and we wake up in the morning. I go outside. I woke up a lot earlier than him. I go outside, and the truck's not there. And I'm like, what do you mean the truck's not there? So I go wake him up, and I said, Eric. He goes, yeah. You let somebody borrow the truck? He goes, what do you mean? I said, the truck's not there. He said, well, who would I let, let borrow the truck? I didn't let nobody borrow the truck. They had towed it from my house because it was like three inches away from the from the side of the from to that yeah. effect. We had to go. We, our flight was in about three hours, so we had to go to the uh, uh, to the tow place yeah. and um, and spend. I think it cost me like two hundred forty dollars to take it out of. Jeez, Eric. The wrecking plane. The, the, the very first day. I, thought they had I didn't even have it 24 hours. Dude. Got it towed. Oh, that's horrible. I've, I've had that's cars. That's millennial I've had, stuff right there. I've had cars towed before. Yeah. It's, it's a drag. Now, Eric Jr., if you if you could pick your ultimate car in high school, what would it have been? Uh, probably that, man. That We all love the Escalade. The big, just big, powerful, comfortable fit a whole bunch of people, something like that. Good music, have put a whole bunch of friends in. Definitely like that. All right, Jordan. What Not about... so much a sporty fast, though. Right, like you probably have tinted, the tinted windows and all that kind of stuff. Right, 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 right. right. All right, Jordan, what about you? What's uh, What would have been the ultimate car? I'd say like a Plum Crazy Cuda. Wow. 70, 71, something like that. Oh, that, that's nice. Uh, I've seen one. 
of those. I mean, uh, a friend of mine's had one in high school. But what did you have now, Jordan, For in, re- in reality? I had a white 2003 PT Cruiser. <laughs> PT Cruiser? <laughs> uh, the horn on that thing was... Uh, I, I, I actually had a 1971 uh, Plymouth Satellite in high school, which is pretty cool. But if I had to pick my ultimate car, it would it might have been like a uh, a '69 Charger. I mean, that would be ultimate. Like you pull those, up in that. Those are bad. Yeah. Um, so okay, boys. Uh, let's just uh, in general, uh, Eric. What do you think is the the greatest part of your generation? What do you have in your generation? You know that maybe you think that uh, millennials don't get or don't understand. Like in your opinion, what is so awesome about uh, you know? Uh, those of us that were born in, you know, 60 to 75-ish, us Gen Xers. That's very easy. Sports, going outside, playing outside, knowing everybody in your block, you know, playing uh, a baseball game with your block against the the other, uh, you know, two blocks over or what have you, you know. Everybody's indoors now just uh, playing video games, you know. Uh, I mean, I couldn't wait to get out of high school, I mean, to school, just to go and, and, and play with my friends, you know, but go play a game, whether it was football, basketball, baseball, whatever, you know. Um, all that's gone, you know. You, you know, you, you walk the, you know, you drive through different blocks. Now, you don't see nobody playing outside anymore, mm. you know. It's, uh, you know, that that's, and I mean, and you keep your body going. You stay in shape and stuff. Now it's just the video games and video games and more video games or, or, or being on Facebook and the Internet and all that, you know, and, and and that's that's what that's my opinion. That's what I, I believe. It's you know. What do you, Eric Junior? What do you think is is great about the millennial generation? What do you guys have that that maybe these guys, us old, us old dudes, get off my lawn don't don't have? Like uh, like promote your generation. So I li- I got best of both worlds. I was able to play outside a little bit, but definitely being able to go home and connect on Xbox or PlayStation. Whoa. Oh. And play video games with with anybody around the world. I I love that, and definitely a smartphone. I think smartphone changed the world. I think that's what our generation uh, definitely helped anybody, any generation, from the baby boomers to the Z to us to next. The smartphone I don't think is going anywhere anytime soon. All right, now what do you think is the worst part of your generation, Junior? Entitlement. Mm. I think that we, we we think that we think we deserve everything because it is what it is. I guess a lot of people my age, a lot of friends of mine uh, that I grew up with, you know, in school and in business, they just feel that you know they deserve it without having to work hard for it. Mm. That's a good answer, uh, Eric Senior. What do you think is the worst part of your generation? What 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 are you guys lacking? What are we lacking as Gen Xers? Oh wow! Um, let me think about that a, a, a second. You know, um, I think creativity. We, you know, we it, it was a very uh, uh, you know our our cycle was the same thing over and over. You, you know, I, I believe you know it was wake up in the morning, you go to go to school, have a little breakfast, go to school, come home, and and just go outside and play. And it was just very very repetitious. You know, nowadays you have so many different things that you can do, you know, uh, being, you know, uh, being young, um, you know, back in the day, you, you know, we, we didn't have anything, 
you know? Right. And, and now these guys, they, they have everything, you know? We didn't ever had a cell phone. Can you imagine, you know, um, can you imagine yourself without a cell phone nowadays, you know? Um, but we never had that, you know? We, we, we never had that. And nowadays we can't live without, without the cell phone. George, and I think that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, I, 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 I think that's a pretty good answer. Jordan, Jordan, what do you like about your generation? Um, well, I think it's like with, with access to everything at your fingertips, you, you have some of our generation that is uh, amazing because they take advantage of it, and you have people doing, knowing things and doing things with that that nobody's ever done before. But at the same time, most people take it for granted and they it becomes laziness and you know you end up most people just end up watching 10 hours of tiktok a day Mm. i'd say i'd say i'd say the thing that gen x is so much better than millennials is our fashion i mean you just look around today you know guys with their pants hanging down all the way down to the bottom of their butt like we didn't dress that way like you know we've come out of the house we were looking cool we had like our converse you know leather jacket we were good to go Nowadays, oh, oh, oh. I, they don't even care anymore. It's just oh, 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 it's ridiculous. Hold on, hold on, Eric. We did have bell bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Ouch. Oh, oh, that one hurts, man. That one hurts. Um, but then Jordan changed the world with the sneakers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I I remember. I remember yeah. back in the day when those when Jordan sneakers were like the it was like the first generation, and I remember yeah. thinking to myself, how why would people pay? $90 for a pair of shoes. I don't even know what they are now. They're probably $300. The original ones? You're so short. Well, so much more. No, I just mean like a, a new a new pair of really good sneakers. It's probably like yeah. $200. You're on there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, uh, breakfast cereal. We always get back to this breakfast cereal topic. Eric Sr., when you were a kid, Saturday morning or whatever morning... And you sat down to have breakfast. What cereal were you pouring into the bowl? What was your favorite? Apple Jacks. Mm. Apple Jacks. It's not my favorite, though, because there's one better than that one. But back in the day, it was Apple Jacks. Well, we want to know the best. What was the better one? I I, I eat a lot of cereal. I like that cinnamon crunch toast. Mm, Oh, yes. Jordan, Jordan has very strong thoughts on cinnamon toast crunch. Well, just the you know the, the knockoffs are just so incredibly bad. It's not even. But I thought you said Damn. that there's like a time thing. There's like a time. No, there's basically. a time thing with all cereal. Uh, you know, every single cereal has its amount of time that it should be in the milk <laughs> to create the proper <laughs> softness of the cereal. I mean, you you throw in crackling oat bran in there, you got to wait ten minutes. But you put in uh, cocoa uh, cocoa, cocoa pebbles. Pulse. Cocoa Pebbles even is even worse. You have to eat that as the milk is being poured. <laughs> that, that, is, that is true. That is true. <laughs> All right, Junior, what was your favorite, which, what was your favorite uh, cold cereal growing up? So my, my grandmother would always buy one. I don't know if you guys can see it. It's called Honey O's. Mm. And like uh, Jordan said, you have to wait so long for that thing to, to – they stay crunchy for so long. They're delicious and they're sweet. The, the milk becomes like – Sugar when you're done eating them. Oh, are you are or, you a uh, milk are you a milk drinker at the end there? Yes, definitely. Oof, absolutely. Or uh, the chocolate. The, the uh, I don't eat them anymore, but the cocoa puffs. I love the cocoa puffs. Eric Senior, do you remember like when you'd have like Count Dracula, and at the end you're like your milk would be basically like chocolate milk. Chocolate, mm-hmm. chocolate milk. Yes. At the end, it was like it was like a bonus. 
Uh, definitely. It was. I would never let. I mean, I I can eat a whole box of cereal. I really can. I mean, I, I'm a cereal guy. Like at nighttime, if I get home late, I don't want to eat the heavy food. I, I'll eat cereal. But I, uh, you know, I I would never have. I never could pour enough milk because I uh, if I still got a little bit of milk left, I'll go up and put some more cereal in there. So I'm not a drinker of the milk when it's done, you know, drinking from the bowl. I, I put enough cereal or I go get some more cereal. And, so what uh, enough? So that's it. The milk is over with and then I'm done. I agree. I, I don't like drinking that milk because it's got the little bits of the cereal in it. And that chunky, that's the best. The chunky stuff coming down your throat as you're drinking it is just, <laughs> ugh, I can't do it. I got to give I, the milk some texture. Have you ever tried Apple Jacks with Granny Smith apples? I'll cut oh. that, some Granny Smith apple and just... Cut it in there and just throw it in there. I got a pro tip for you too. Take a get a bowl of of uh, frosted flakes, and you put milk in there. But at the very end, you just top it off with a little half and half, and that'll be yeah. the best bowl of cereal you've ever eaten in your life. Really? It takes it to another like, level. Oh yeah, it takes it to a whole nother level. Hey Eric, yes. At the beginning of the show, we'll, uh, we talked a little bit about Lazona Palooza, and and at the time. Uh, we couldn't get you on the line, so I'd like you to talk a little bit about Lazona Palooza. Like we we mentioned before, that this is the event that everybody wants to go to. The dojo is there every single year. We've never missed a year. We love it. It's it's the best time that you can possibly have, and it's it would normally be coming up in a couple of weeks from now or very soon, the beginning of November. Uh, but this year, because of COVID concerns and whatnot, uh, it's a virtual edition. So maybe talk a little a bit about from your perspective, uh, Lazona Palooza in 2020. Yeah, so what you know, what we always every year, you know, the reason we do Lazona Palooza is to reward all of the fans, all the the Espinosa, you know, Espinosa family, you know, guys who post our cigars, buy our cigars, purchase our cigars. You know, I travel the whole country and I've met a lot of incredible people, and and they and they're friends. I mean, you know, you guys are friends of mine, and I met you guys through cigars. So I like to, you know, we like to reward those guys. You know, so what do we do? We do a Lazona Palooza. How do you get invited to Lazona Palooza? You post our cigars, you buy our cigars, and you get invited. So, you know, every year we have, like, some limited stuff there. So I, I told, you know, I told the guys, look, we're not stopping this year. We're going to do the same thing. So, you know, I, I feel it's a conflict of interest to, to sell cigars when, you know, with your wholesalers. You know, I don't want to compete with, with any of our uh, retailers or, you know, Internet guys or what have you. So I involved a lot of guys this year, you know. I, I didn't want anybody pissed off, but mostly, you know, mostly everything that we're doing are just limited stuff that you could only get at Lazona Palooza. Uh, you know, we got a, a couple brands that, you know, that, that you know, with our, our partners that, you know, they send us, you know, for people to try them once in a while. And then, you know, we're relaunching, you know, we're doing something with uh, General. We're doing another size on the, on the Warzone. Um, nice. And, uh, yeah, and you'll be able to get it there. You know, our What's the size? It's a short Churchill, a box press. It's going to be boxed in the box. It's going to be pressed in the box. Ooh. Oh, Cuban style. Old school. Yeah, so we're doing that. We're doing a um, the, our new uh, event-only cigars, you know, which is uh, it's like sort of a hybrid. Uh, crema it's de a mix between the, the crema and the l'orange. That's a great cigar. Uh, you know, have you had it? Yeah, I had it the other night. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah you know, we got that, and then... Uh, we're doing uh, uh, the 601 Black, which back in the day was the strongest Connecticut ever made in the cigar industry. And and we're bringing that for, for, for that event. And then we're doing the Wick, 
And I'm sure you're interested in knowing what the wick is. Yeah, I, I asked Eric Jr., but I want to hear your thoughts on that. Well, listen, um, there's a guy, without mentioning his name, um, out in the Northeast. You know, he feels that he owns the wick on a cigar, you know. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, back in the day when, when Eddie was my business partner, you know, Eddie would run the company and I would do the, um, you know, I would be like the sales guy in Florida. So um, when I bought the brands and everything from Eddie that, you know, Eric and I, and you know, and our team, we started Espinosa Cigars. I, I found out that he was upset because he, he thought that I had copied his, uh, you know, the wick on the cigar when I did La Omba. Now, um, you got to remember, right, and it's a great time for me to say this because we're talking about millennials and next generation and all that. <laughs> and back in the day when I started all that, there was no social media. So, you know, how do I know anybody's brands, okay, unless I go to their shop, okay? So I, I swear in my life, I did not know that he had a brand or I don't know who came, who did it before him or we did. But I was even thinking of La Bomba, putting the wick in the back, you know, lighting the wick. And maybe would the cigar catch, you know, and it didn't work. So I had to put it in the front. So when I found out, I took a flight down there because that, that's what men do. Men, you know, you want to talk to me, you want to settle something. <laughs> I took a flight down there and, and I spoke to the guy and I told him, I said, listen, I swear on my life, you bring me a stack of Bibles. I did not know you had this brand. OK. And, um, and, and so we hashed it out. He shook my hand. No big deal. He said, look, the trade shows next month. And um, and I'll go and I'll buy some cigars and bring it to the shop. No big deal. He didn't go. I mean, he was at the trade show, but he didn't. He did send his daughter and his his manager, and they went by. And no big deal. I'm not doing this for him to buy my cigars and put it in his shop. I didn't do it for that. I just didn't. I, I like people out there badmouthing me for that for no reason. So, but he kept on and he kept on and he kept on. And about four months ago, uh, not even four months ago, like a month ago. Uh, you know, he had Nick Perdomo on his show, and he, uh, again, I mean, it shocked Nick Perdomo. Nick Perdomo was looking at him like, oh, you know, Eric Espinosa, he copied my wick, and this and that, and this and that. So I said, listen, okay, so you, you, you now, you know, I did the right thing. I flew down there. I, I, I shook your hand like a man. Uh, you know, I spent my money to go up there to talk to you, okay, and it wasn't good enough for you. And then, you know what, there's nothing I can do. So now, I trademarked the wick. And I put a big-ass wig on, on the cigar, <laughs> all right? And, and as soon as I get them in, I'm going to send them one, okay? Uh, you know, and then let's go. You know, uh, there's nothing else I could do, Eric. I, I tried. I spoke to the guy. I went. I flew down there. That's what men do. I, I try to have a sit-down with the guy. And he still, and he keeps on, and he keeps on, and he keeps on. And look, and the truth is, I've had a lot of people ask me, when are you going to respond to this guy, you know? So that's my response. So I did a big middle finger uh, <laughs> with the wig, and, and, and that's my response to him. You know? <laughs> now, I, I want all your listeners, I want everybody out there to know I have absolutely nothing against this guy. If this guy calls me tomorrow and says, look, it's over with, it will be over with. Okay? I have nothing. I, I, I kind of like the guy. The truth is I kind of like the guy. I don't think he's, he's a bad person. He, I think he's, he's hurt for something that I did not do. Okay? This is not something that, that I did, you know. Um, you know, I, I didn't make that, you know, uh, it was my partner that, 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 you know, that developed that. But it's OK. You know, we, we were business partners. You understand? And and again, I apologize if if, if, if I offended in any which way form. But I guess he didn't accept my apology. Mm. 
Wow, there you go, folks. You got a uh, you got some you got some inside baseball right there. Well, typically I, in cases like this where like um, it's not uh, trademarked, it's usually in like court cases the company that popularized the thing that wins out, not the one that did it first, the one that popularized it and spent the money to advertise for it and and whatnot. Right, but but listen, so if, if, it, if, if it meant so much to him, why didn't he? Uh, uh, why didn't he trademark. trademark it? Okay. You know, um, or not, not trademark, why didn't he patent it? Because La Florida Dominicana has the chisel patent. I know Moya Ruiz, um, uh, uh, they have the uh, the nunchuck. Nunchuck. They the nunchuck. They have uh, two cigars tied together. They have the patent on that. I think Jewish State has the uh, waif. I don't know if you guys remember that size. Yeah, yeah. You know, and if it meant so much to him, why didn't he just have it patented? You know? Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So in the Lazona Palooza virtual packages, you get some of the wick, correct? Yes, yes. Yes. Absolutely, yes, and wicks. A bunch of cool stuff. We're going to have some great guests on, uh, um, you know, for those uh, couple of days that we're going to be on. Uh, we're going to have some cool prizes. We had a lot of stuff donated, you know. I don't know, every five minutes, every ten minutes, we're going to be raffling stuff off. When everyone And I want all your listeners to know, whoever uh, ordered one of the packages, um, we should be shipping in about a week and a half, you know, but everybody will have their package, uh, before the November 12th, which is the first date. So, uh, we're just waiting on uh, the wooden art. We already got all the cigars. We got everything. We got some bags. We did some cool t-shirts, uh, a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, we're sending out, um, everybody will have it. And, um, and I'm excited about it, you know, cause uh, we have a good time and, uh, you know, I'm going to see some guys at least, you know, through Zoom, we haven't figured out exactly how is it we're going to do it, but um, we're going to get a lot of people involved, you know? Right. So, um, I'm excited. The millennial will take care of that part. Next year we can do it, uh, <laughs> you know, in person. Yeah, I can't wait till we get we can go back to, the, you know, being in person, hanging out in the warehouse with you guys. I thought last year was so fun that last night, even though it was a drag that it rained and we couldn't go to the park or the uh, the, the gardens. Well, yeah. Right. We had such a good time just in the warehouse, just anyways. Like, it seemed like everybody just loosened up and they were dancing and it was just a ton of fun. That was, to me, that was the most fun night I think we ever had at Lazona Palooza was that totally. final night last year. Yeah, you were sick. Uh, or you yeah. were, uh, I had to, I had to do the interviews for you, yeah. right? <laughs> I had corona. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> Yeah, the heebie-jeebies or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was a rough that was a rough trip for me, but it was it was still fun. Like we had a blast. All right, boys, I uh, can't thank you guys enough for hanging out with us tonight, uh, updating uh, Lazona Palooza for us, and getting uh, all the details there. And of course, uh, it's great having the the Gen X with me, Eric Senior, and the two uh, millennials, represent uh, Jordan and uh, Eric Junior. Thank you guys so much for taking the time on Friday night. Uh, thank man, you guys. I thank you very much. Again, man, for uh, you know not uh, being able to to be on from the beginning, but I tried everything possible. No, oh, that's all right. No, no worries. We we got it. We got it down. Hey, uh, this Wednesday night, guys, Flavor Odyssey. Uh, it'll be the beginning of the Broadleaf uh, journey for Robbie and Randy, and their special guest will be uh, Nick Molillo, Foundation Cigar Company. Um, so he'll be talking about. Uh, Broadleaf on Wednesday, so make sure to tune in for that. Uh, don't have anything lined up for next. Uh, I was trying to get. I was trying to get. Hey, Eric, I was trying to get Jeff Borshowitz and Skip Martin to have a de, a live debate uh, 
I saw it. Uh, that'd be wonderful. But it, I don't think it's going to happen. So, uh, but anyways. Why not? Ah, you know, you know how that goes. So, uh, listen, hey, listen. It's, and I tell everyone, and I don't get into pause, you know that. But everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. And the biggest problem that we have is that just because you feel that you're right doesn't mean that the other guy is entitled to his opinion. And whether Jeff Borsowitz is right or Skip Martin is right, they're both entitled to have their opinions. Of course. And, and that's why we live in the greatest country in the world. People just don't look at it that way. I don't think there's anything wrong, you know, them having a debate, you know, a calm debate. And I promise you it will be better than the first debate between uh, <laughs> Trump and Biden. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't see nothing wrong. You know, they both have different political views. They're both friends of mine. Uh, there's nothing wrong. With, with their beliefs, they can believe whatever they want to believe. They're entitled to it, and and, and they, they should do it. They should do it. Uh, I have no issue. I promise you, I'll watch. Yeah, that that would have yeah. been that would have been incredible, but I, I just don't think that's going to happen. So we'll figure out something for next uh, Friday you, night. You, do you, you you want me to put it together for you? Uh, yeah, you could try, but I I, <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's gonna happen. I've I've, Listen, tr- I've tried. I, I would I've tried. I would ask the questions. I, I would ask the questions. I, we would get them and let them know what the questions would be. As long as they respect each other, there'll be no cussing. No, you know. I, I don't. Be the moderator. I don't see why it'll be fun. You know. I I don't see why not. My my. Then, before we go, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I had yeah, I I had it all built out for them for the both of them. They were going to each come up with five questions for the other guy. So I, I wasn't going to come up with the questions. That way it wouldn't seem like I was like uh, swaying Bias. biased in any way. So they were going to come up with each of the questions for each other. And that would have been kind of interesting, but uh, it doesn't seem like uh, that's going to should do happen. that in the real debates. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Anyways, what, what, was, what were you going to say, Eric? See? Uh, um, that we're closing the, the sales on Lozona Palooza uh, on Friday. Uh, next Friday. Okay. So, I don't. I don't want to hear it if uh, you know. Um, people will tell me. Uh, they'll probably call me on Saturday. Hey, I, I didn't see you about it. I didn't hear about it, or what have you. You know, because we need to cut it off. Uh, you know, and and that'll be the date. So if anybody wants, you know, I know we got some of the smaller packages left. The bigger packages sold out real quick. If anybody, we still got a little bit of time. You know. Okay. So Friday, Friday, twelve o'clock next Friday. There's no exception, you know. Uh, my my mother could call me on Saturday and say she didn't get a package. She's not getting it after Friday. That's our deadline. So if anybody's interested, they can you know they can go ahead and do it. You know. So you got seven days, people. You got seven days to get your to get your package. Otherwise, it's uh, too late. Um, so that's the way it goes. All right, folks. It's Friday night, so get on the dojoverse.com. Start earning your badges and your belts. Uh, post what you're smoking. Check into the cigars. And what not? Tell us what you're drinking and 1,350 cigars to check into, people. 1,350 cigars to check into. So um, uh, the dojoverse.com is cranking. Until uh, next Friday night, remember, never Never smoke smoke alone. 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 Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. You guys, wait, hang on one second. Uh, I want to talk to you after the show. All right. See you guys. Introducing the all-new Romeo y Julieta Passione. The story of this cigar dates back almost a year during a visit to the Flor de Coupon factory in Honduras. We witnessed the endless amount of passion and love the workers put into each and every cigar. This hand-rolled cigar uses a blend of Dominican and Honduran filler tobaccos, along with a rich and flavorful binder from the U.S. The wrapper is a zesty Ecuadorian Habano leaf that offers up notes of pepper, leather, nuts, and a dash of cocoa. Ignite your passion and pick up a box of the Romeo y Julieta Passion at jrcigars.com.